0: Today, I want to talk about four prayers that bring change. I get asked a lot by people, How do you stay strong? How do you stay calm? How do you stay risen up with all these organizations? People, some people don't realize that I'm a senior pastor of Springs Church. I'm also the CEO of a two channels and a news uh, station. Also schools. There's just so many things that are going on, but I love every minute of it. These four prayers are something I do all the time, constantly. I do these out loud because prayer isn't begging and pleading prayer is a declaration of who i am and who you are and what we are what we have what we can do what is ours as rights what authority that we have all of this is tied into these four prayers as an introduction i want to talk about a man in the bible named solomon his dad king david was a courageous courageous warrior, yet at the same time a psalmist. He wrote songs. He sang before God. When he was old and about to die, he knew that he was going to name his son Solomon. He would be the successor. As you study this man Solomon, it says God appears to him in 1 Kings chapter 3. And he asks him, What shall I give you? What would you do if God appeared to you today? And said, what shall I give you? Wow, what a blank check. What an open invitation. I'm sure many people would be self-centered and selfish and look at the immediate pain in their lives or their desires. But Solomon, a young man, He says, I don't know enough. I want wisdom to lead your people. I want to know when something is an evil thing. When something is a good thing. People say, well, that's easy to figure out. No, it's not. Not when you deal with people. When you deal with people, you don't know what's behind the smile. And they are seemingly great words. As the years play out, it could be horrible. God guides. It is, I need wisdom from you. I need discernment from you, God, to lead these people. And God was very impressed with Solomon's heart. And because of that, he said, you didn't ask for your own success. You didn't ask for your own prosperity and wealth and riches. And so he says, you're going to get all of this. And we know that wisdom is the principal thing. Solomon went on to to, to reign for 40 years as a leader of a country. Now, today, I've noticed that the church predominantly is silent in the midst of one of our greatest crises from, from sea to sea. Some are in the ditch on one side, afraid we do nothing we do nothing the Bible says just obey the ditch on the other side is just to be I don't know right off the charts but there still is something that the Church of Jesus Christ must do and to think that knowing Jesus is simply a personal spiritual experience yes that is profoundly the greatest thing determining where you spend eternity but Jesus is not just for your personal life. Jesus is for your relational life. Jesus is for your family life. Jesus is for your business life. Jesus is for your national life. Jesus is for all of these areas. And to limit him from any of them is to be is to be afraid or proud and just think, well, you know, we're fine without him or I don't think God really cares about things like leadership or countries or premiers or prime ministers and you're wrong all through the Bible it is filled with wisdom to leaders back then they would use the word Kings they would use the word Pharaoh's and Proverbs is filled with leadership Wisdom how to lead your family how to lead yourself how to lead a company how to lead a province a city how to lead Nations and the greatest nations in the world are built on Biblical principles the Ten Commandments and so many other principles that bring freedom That bring justice that bring truth all of these are not government words These are God words and as we stand up as believers, we will be able to influence for the kingdom. So people often don't like it. They'll say, well, religion and politics shouldn't mix. And I know what they're saying. But to take that too far is to say, what, we all just shut up? We all say nothing? We all do nothing? Where is Jesus? Jesus in our corporate life, public life, government life. We must speak truth. We must rise up and act with honor and integrity. And so today, I want you to understand that Solomon, he reigned for 40 years. And the Bible says that he stood for justice, for freedom, for truth, that people were happy and rejoicing under this leadership. So leadership and the ability to lead, these are God-given gifts with God-given principles of how to lead. So we must train and equip our children through our churches, our schools, our universities to understand these things, to understand the dangers of other teachings, socialism, Marxism, to recognize that, well, Leon, that's what are you doing that for? That's got nothing to do with the Bible. The Bible talks about it all the time. It just doesn't use the word socialism or the word Marxism, but it outlines poor leadership, good leadership. It outlines poor families, good families. How to raise your kids, how to not raise your kids. How to have, how to deal with conflict and not. How to deal with governments. How governments should lead. The Bible is filled with this. Only naive Christians would ever think that we should be quiet. Solomon was so amazing because he had a gift of wisdom. The Bible teaches us and if you go to 2 Chronicles to 1 Kings and other portions of Scripture it is the most interesting story to read about a young man that spent 40 years when he built the temple this temple was so stunning that about 20 years ago a guy wrote a book and he put the wealth of building the temple for God together and it was worth $500 back then. One building. This guy Solomon was so brilliant that when you start looking at what he did, uh, the the ships that brought him, he was bringing in peacocks and baboons and, and rare wood. He made the country prosper, blessed happy. The kings of the world were at peace with him. The queen of Sheba came by caravan. The caravan would have been so long you couldn't have seen the end of it to bring the wealth that she wanted to bring to honor this leader. And then the kings of the world, it says every year, would try. They'd be vying to get into his presence, to become his friend, to listen to his wisdom. They were shocked at his Wisdom, not his religion, his wisdom. Wisdom, he says, is the principal thing. And so Jesus mentions Solomon. And today, as I give you these four prayers, I want you to understand that because Jesus Christ is in our hearts now. And Jesus is greater than Solomon, greater than Moses, greater than Elijah, greater than any of the great men and women of the Old Testament. And this Jesus can be in your heart. And so the first prayer that I always pray is Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 16. It says there to never stop praying. And you can read the whole prayer. I'm going to give you a little clip it, as to what this prayer is talking about. It says, Father, I pray that you would give the spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding opened. Now, Solomon had a gift of wisdom. You have the spirit of wisdom, greater, more incredible. Yet today, Few people have even surpassed Solomon in their wisdom. Yet every born-again believer has one greater than Solomon. And if wisdom is the principal thing, then you need this spirit to be revealed to you. You need your eyes to be open. There is a wisdom so profound that deals with spiritual matters, relationship matters, deals with business warfare, conflict, the raising of nations. I have said repeatedly, study world and world history and you will find the greatest countries are formed on the Ten Commandments and the principles in the Bible. Those are predominantly the first world countries that everyone is trying to get to. Yet these countries want to remove God. They, they don't want to talk about God. Yet even when they wrote our freedoms I was interviewing one of the only surviving members who helped write our rights and freedoms and the charter and he said it was very important to us that the first sentence was that it is God that gives us our freedoms and and it's stunning to see what God how God has helped build our nation we need to understand as the church that the principles that govern real wisdom, real freedom, and where you've got freedom and justice for all, where you've got truth, uncensored, the whole truth, the gifts that are within people begin to explode with beauty and and prosperity and blessing just grow in amazing ways. But where there is control, manipulation, where there is any of this, you will find it slammed down, and will always lead to pain and hardship. My dad, when I was a young man, he said, Leon, you're young. And, he's, and, and I knew at a point that I was called to ministry. And I said, but I'm so young, who's going to listen to me? And my dad encouraged me to read the book of Proverbs every month. 31 chapters read a chapter a day besides my regular training and learning. So I did. Did it for years. And I found that in this book of Proverbs, there is a spirit of wisdom. And that Holy Spirit, who now guided Solomon to write it, and who is in us, this spirit of wisdom begins to flow on the inside of you. And I would get into situations that were complex that were hard, that dealt with millions of dollars, that dealt with courts and things. And I would find the wisdom of God would be revealed. You see, man's knowledge must be memorized, learned, and reasoned through. But as you spend time in God's word with the Holy Spirit, his wisdom is revealed. Two different things. One is a process of learning, and we still have to do that with the Bible. But this, this, this wisdom that comes upon us as followers of Christ is revealed. It becomes, aha! You can study for a while, and all of a sudden, aha! And an entire area of wisdom, you begin to walk in and know. This first prayer is the prayer for the spirit of wisdom. Solomon had a gift of wisdom. We have a spirit of wisdom that is within us. The second prayer that is just so amazing is the area where Solomon messed up so bad. It was in the area of love and relationships. This man had hundreds of wives, hundreds of girlfriends, and he was so unhappy. Although this gift was upon him, to have wisdom and to lead. He literally was so depressed that his writings in the book of Ecclesiastes and other areas, he, you, you could just see him at the depths of despair. But you and I have Jesus on the inside, which means that we have a sensing of his love, his, his value of us, his peace. His joy is within us. So this second prayer is necessary because your success will destroy you. The greater of a leader you become, the more unhappy you will become. The greater the load, the more unhappy. You won't be able to enjoy the laughter and joy of marriage and children and friendship because your brain can't ever break free from the load of responsibility. So here's the second prayer. Ephesians 3 14 to 21 and this prayer it talks about being strengthened with might through the spirit in your inner man he dwell in your heart through faith and that you would be rooted and grounded in love that you would know the love of Christ experience it Feel it. Now you can't be tempted off because you feel so secure in his peace, his love, his joy. Whereas most people somewhere in the leadership of their lives, in business, family, government, education, wherever, that... They feel alone, they feel unloved, unappreciated, insignificant. And this mixture goes with looking to get that from people. And so they either get into sex or drugs or, 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 or just part anything to kind of meet this need that this prayer helps a born-again believer to begin to rise up and you begin to know the love of Christ. The more you know the love of Christ, the safer you become as a leader because these core needs are met through Christ. And now you can love a spouse, friends, family. You can value the people around you and love them with the love of God because you don't need anything from them. You don't need your ego stroke. You don't need them to build you up. You don't need them to help establish your identity. These are established in Christ, and this prayer helps you to experience this love, joy, peace. I challenge you. You need to pray this prayer. The first one is this spirit of wisdom. This second one is this love you get to experience. Here's the third one. In Colossians chapter 1 and verse 9, it talks about never missing the will of God. The Bible can tell you who you are, what you are, what you have, but it cannot tell you your individual purpose in life. That's Holy Spirit's job. He will guide you in who to marry, where to go to school, what career, what decision to make. All these decisions that you can't find in the Bible. You can find principles about them. But it's the Holy Spirit that guides you in the path that God has prepared ahead of time. Now listen to this incredible prayer. Colossians 1.9 says, For this reason, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of His will. Whoa, whoa. not a little dabble, do you? Not 40 days of fasting and praying, not talking to 90,000 people and getting a vote and a consensus on it, not doing a poll. You, filled with the knowledge of God's will for your life, your direction. Then it goes on to say that you're filled with the knowledge of His will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding not just a earthly wisdom you've got all that wherever there is spiritual wisdom it 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 accentuates every earthly wisdom that you need so you are filled with the knowledge of his will then in verse 10 it says and you bear fruit in everything everything you have results fruit means results you get results in everything your marriage your family your health your business I mean, your city, your country, your province. That's why the church cannot be silent. You need to pray for direction. And as you do, Colossians 1, 9 to 14, and the prayer goes longer. But it goes on talking about walking in this will so accurately that everything you put your hand to is blessed these three prayers are stunning. You should pray them out loud every day. It'll take you maybe five minutes, but people are too lazy to even do this. Well, I keep forgetting. Good for you. I refuse to not get God involved in these three areas of my life. I want wisdom to keep growing. I want this love that I sense and feel that brings his peace, his joy, his sense of... I want it in my life. I want to know his will on every decision that I'm making from finances to career to government to voting to what to get involved in, what not to. I want to know his will. Now, the fourth one is stunning because it's the prayer that changes the people around you. It's the prayer that changes cities. This is the prayer that changes countries. This is the prayer that changes the world. It's found in Acts 4, chapter 29. Now, I don't mean these prayers are like some kind of incantation. No, I'm talking about you knowing Jesus, staying in his word. But these prayers, they must be prayed. Acts 4:29. Woo! It says, Lord, take a look at the threats of the people around us and grant to your servants that with boldness they may speak your word. People keep telling me, Leon, be quiet. Leon, shut up. Leon, don't say anything. What are you doing getting involved in anything, Leon? Just be a little preacher. Preach a few words of encouragement and shut up. This is what so many think I should do. No, none of us can do this. It says, Lord, look on their threats. It says, we are to speak his word with boldness. Then it says that God will stretch out his hand to heal and signs and wonders will be done at the name of his holy child jesus when we pray and we say lord give us boldness To speak your word. We bring the gospel to a world that needs freedom in here. You can have physical freedom, mental freedom. You can have freedom of travel. You can have freedom of conscience. You can have freedom of speech. You can have beautiful freedoms. But without the freedom that only Jesus can bring to your inner man, you'll still feel empty as we share the good news of Christ. We don't manipulate, dominate. We don't talk down to people. We just help lead and help people to be free, to know justice. And as they sense the true Jesus, not the religion that everyone so hates. And I agree with them because religion can be manipulative, condescending, dominating. No, we want them to meet This Jesus the Bible says that when we pray this God does signs and wonders you know in my life when I begin to go down the direction that God has prepared for me I'll often see signs mark I'll find marks I'll find things that are marking the ground of this is God there's a sign there's wonders happening you can sense God's hand on what we're doing God does signs and wonders when we boldly share this good news. I don't mean arrogantly, religiously. We need to be spirit contemporary. But man, the church has been too silent. If we live in a democracy, guess what? We better look after the people and show them the joy and the blessing of Jesus so they have the wisdom to know what the future can look like with Christ, that we vote accordingly. Today, my challenge to you, pray these four prayers. Pray them every day. Write them down. Get these notes, hopefully you've written them down. And as you do, something changes in you. And then as you boldly share your testimony, your life, with a smile on your face, and a respect, and an honor, and a courage, people are attracted to confidence. Not fake confidence, real confidence. This is a boldness and a courage that Jesus gives us. And I found I pray these four prayers. Now there's lots of other things I do in God's Word, but these four are at the very core of What I do daily Weekly so that I can walk out what God has called me to do and I want you to walk out What God has called you to do man? He's got a future. That's great for you He's got something amazing ahead of us our greatest days are still ahead Canada's greatest days are still ahead. Let's get up and believe God for it. Amen? Well, Father, we pray right now that you'd give us boldness. That, Father, we would share your word with wisdom everywhere we go in a spirit contemporary way. And that, Father, we would see revival like never before as people learn true freedom And then we can see it transcend into our marriages, families, cities, provinces, states, our federal government, every area, business, education. Help us in the years ahead to build with such wisdom like a master, a wise master builder. I pray this in your wonderful name. Amen and amen.